Praise the Lord, church family. We're going to go right into the word this morning. Um, the scripture I'll be reading from today is Psalm 84, starting in verse 1, going to verse 12. It's wonderful to be with you all today. Um, I will be reading from the New King James Version. Um, so Psalm 84, starting in verse 1. It says, How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you, Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Verse 8, it says, O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Selah. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he up withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. So for a few moments today, um, I would like to talk to you all about dwelling in God's presence. Just dwelling in his spirit. But before we get into the word, um, I'd like for us to pray. So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Let's call upon his name this morning. Lord, thank you for this opportunity, Jesus. Thank you for my church family. I pray that you would put your words in my mouth, Jesus. Help me, Lord, to speak what you want me to say. In Jesus' mighty name, I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, dwelling. It sounds like I'm saying it's your house, but I'm not trying to say that dwelling. It's just, in this context, it's just staying in the presence of God. Staying in his presence wherever we go, whatever we do. Staying in his presence in this house. The presence, dwelling in his presence is a wonderful and a very fulfilling thing. Instead of rushing away after a service, there is just something different when you stay in an altar, when you stay in his presence, and it just, it just envelops you. So totally surrounded by God that nothing else matters, not even lunch, and that's crazy to think about, but not even lunch matters. <laughs> and it's, when you're at that point when you're so enveloped that nothing, you don't care what tomorrow holds, nothing else matters. 
because you are so fulfilled in that moment. You're so completely surrounded by his comfort and his peace. That feeling, that feeling of complete peace, of complete fulfillment can be hard to find in the world. And I would say that it's impossible to find in the world. When we go into the house of the Lord, the feeling, the feeling is inexpressible to go into the holy of holies where the presence of God always is. When we enter into the house of God, we can find joy. We can find peace. We can find rest. We can find it all in God's hands. Psalm 84 that I read is a special one. It's called one of the Psalms of Zion, one of six. They speak of the tabernacle. They speak of Jerusalem, a strong citadel where God's people can find refuge from enemies. In these Psalms, we find the grandest expressions. I think it's very dramatic, honestly, very dramatic. But my soul longs, I have fainted for that kind of language. And speaking of Psalm 84, <laughs> verse 2 of Psalm 84, it says, My soul longs. It says, My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Our souls long to be in the presence of God. When we feel empty, that is when our souls are crying out. They're crying out for the fullness of joy that we find in dwelling in his tabernacle, the peace that passes all understanding. Our soul faints to be in the house of God. The desire in that psalm, is, it's insatiable. It's deep. It's something that could never have been found outside of the house of God, never outside of the courts of the king in those days when these psalms were written. Our soul longs for the one true living God. In that next verse, the psalmist was jealous of the birds who got to be so close to the house of God that they found their own home within the tabernacle. The psalmist longed after a home. In the church, this church is a home for us. This is a place of security. It's a place of shelter from our storms, a place to hide ourselves from the evil that we find around us. And those birds that he was jealous of, those birds had no idea where they actually were. They had no idea that they were dwelling in the most holy place. They were just happy that they had a nest, that they had little baby birds. They had no idea who had provided for them. They had no idea. And they just enjoyed what God had given to them because God provided even for the birds, even for the birds. We have, but we have something that those birds never had. We have a relationship 
with the God who provided for those little birds. So he will provide for me. He will deliver me because he takes care of those little birds. In the presence of God, we see in verse four that blessed are those who dwell for they are forever praising him. And I, whenever I come into the house of God, when I get into this place, all I want to do is praise. All I want to do is worship. When we give our thanksgiving, when we give our adoration and our worship to the Most High God, our doubts are gone. Our fears, they disappear. Those things cannot exist in a holy place because he has given us eternal life. He has given us forgiveness for our sins. He has provided for our needs. I mean, when I think of all that he has done for me, I cannot help but worship him. I cannot help but jump to my feet and praise him. I cannot help but run the aisles. I cannot help but shout for all that he has done for me and who who am I to deserve all of that? And we cannot afford to remain silent. He is a gracious God. He is a merciful God. I cannot help but praise him. Psalm 96 says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim good tidings of his salvation from day to day. Tell his glory among the nations, his deeds among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and he is greatly to be praised. When we spend time in his presence, we dwell in the house of the Lord. We cannot help but praise and glorify his name. When we dwell in his presence, then we will be an encouragement to others. We will be peacemakers. We will not tear people down. We will build people up. Bitterness is gone. Hopelessness is gone when we dwell in his presence. Oh, just to dwell, my God, just to dwell in his presence. Wow. We go down to verse five. And it says, blessed is the man whose strength is in the Lord. Now, our strength will never, ever, ever, ever be a firm foundation when we base it on the things of this world. Our strength will never cut it. Our strength is nothing compared to God, compared to his strength. We try to be the strong one. We try to not let those things affect us and our weaknesses. 
We try so hard to hide them. We try so hard to do everything on our own because sometimes we're just afraid to ask for help. We try so hard to hide those things. But when we're in the presence of God, we don't have to hide those things. When we're in the presence of him, we don't have to hide our insecurities. We don't have to hide all of it. Oh, Jesus' name. When we base everything on our own strength, when we base it on our understanding of this world and our understanding of this life, which is very little compared to what God sees. We will not, we will not last if we base it all on ourselves. We would not last. We cannot base it on our jobs because of this, if this pandemic has taught me anything, is that people really don't like being told what to do. They really don't like wearing masks. But because of this pandemic, a job can disappear like that. So we cannot base, base it on our job. We cannot base it on our financial stability. And if you have that, kudos to you. I'm still working on that. But we can find the strength in God. We can find that strength we can find it when our hearts belong to him. And I know that's not a new concept, but when our hearts belong to him so fully. Verse five that I read, it says, when their hearts are set on pilgrimage. Pilgrimage makes me think of when people are making their trip to Jerusalem to make sacrifices. But in this way, in this context, that I'm reading it today. When it says pilgrimage, when our hearts are set on pilgrimage, it means our hearts are set in His ways. Because His ways are higher, His ways are greater than anything that I could ever do. So the question is this, I always ask a question, but I like to do it. it makes you think. My question is this, are you serving him wholeheartedly? Wholeheartedly. Are you giving every nook and cranny of your life or only parts? Are we giving him our sins, but not our earthly desires or our families or our jobs? Are we giving him all of our wrong stuff, but keeping everything that we think is good. We can look to the Israelites for an example in this. Have you actually surrendered? Have you actually given it all to God? And the Israelites, when they were in the wilderness, God had brought them out of Egypt. He brought them out of slavery. He brought them out of an evil place. 
And they had the audacity. <laughs> and they, they just weren't happy. They had the audacity to complain about every single thing. Every single thing. Even though God was providing literally everything for them, they were still complaining. Their hearts were still in Egypt. Their hearts weren't with them. They spoke out against God. They spoke out against him. They complained about dying in the wilderness, that they could have been better off in slavery in Egypt. They could have died in Egypt and had a good funeral. A good funeral. But in the wilderness, they would just be left. To think that way is just absolutely insane. To think you are better off in your bondage is not true. It's bondage. <laughs> they weren't happy about it. They weren't happy about it, which boggles my mind. The Israelites get on my nerves a lot, but they still are the people of God. <laughs> Their hearts were still in Egypt. No wonder they didn't make it to the promised land. Revelation 3, 15 and 16 says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. God does not want someone who is lukewarm. God does not want someone whose heart is still in Egypt. God doesn't want someone who is in his house, who is worshiping him, but their mind and their heart are elsewhere. God does not want someone who is lukewarm. Verse 6 of Psalm 84 says, As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. They also, the rain also covers it with pools. Now this valley of Baca, I had to do a little bit of research because I didn't, I didn't recognize it. I didn't know what it meant. Now this, the valley of Baca was, translates like the valley of tears, the valley of weeping, and it could really have been a place near Jerusalem. It could have really been a, a real place. And now we all, we all have troubles. We all go through those deep, 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 deep valleys. We have difficulties, we have pain, we have sorrow. We all go through those times. We all have those moments, just like the Israelites did. And I feel like, I feel like they were in a different mood every day, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> they thought they were going from Egypt to something so much greater, and they were. But they made the mistake of complaining and calling out to God and saying, why are we out in the wilderness? They thought they were going to something so much greater, but they complained so much 
that God let them wander around in the wilderness. They had to wait on a promise. They had to wait on it. And we do too. We have the promise that God is coming back soon. We have to wait on that promise. Oh. Jesus gave us the promise that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And when Moses died, God told Joshua, I was with Moses and I will be with you too. I will not fail you. I will not forsake you. God is our water in the wilderness. God is with us in the valley of Baca. Mm. He is the manna that comes from heaven. He is the strength when we cannot stand on our own. He is the light that we seek after. He is the clarity in the confusion. His grace is sufficient for you. His power is made perfect in your weakness. Our ability and our strength comes from him. He can do all things. We're the ones who can't. We will fail ourselves, but God will never fail. He will never fail us. And instead of asking God to take away our weaknesses, he will speak into our weaknesses. Our weaknesses make us depend on him. And it brings us closer to him. Then we look down to verse 10. And I really love the distinction in this verse. It's a song is written after this verse. And I, I, I love it. So I'd like to read that verse today, verse 10. For your day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. <laughs> One day. Not one week, not one year, one day is better than a thousand elsewhere. Then it says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. Being the doorkeeper was the lowest and most demanding job in the tabernacle. They would rather do that job than to live a thousand days anywhere else. And just to dwell on that, just to think on that, it's, it's so powerful. Like, I'm stuck on it. When I was working on, on this, I, I just got stuck on it. One day, 24 hours, more than a thousand It doesn't make sense to me. It's just crazy. One day, God, I want to be in your presence. I don't care what you do, Lord, but keep me there. I want to hear the chorus of the redeemed singing his praises, lifting up their voices, singing 
how excellent you are, my King. How excellent is your name. How glorious you are. You are. You brought me out of sin, out of my shame, out of my weakness. I want to hear the songs of the free. I want to hear the ministry of the word. I want to be where God is. He is my rock, my fortress. He has delivered me out of nothingness. He is my rock. Oh, he is my shield. It says in Psalm 91, verse 11, 12 says, For he shall give you his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they will bear, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. In one very, very prominent moment that sticks out to me, God said to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? And Satan replied, yes, I have. Thou hast set a hedge about him. He is our shield. Even the devil recognizes that God is our shield and fortress. God will not withhold any of those good things from us. God will give us peace of mind. He will give us the Holy Ghost. He will give us his presence. He will give us his strength. He has given us glimpses into the world of the word of what heaven will look like if we follow him. He carries us. And because he has given us those things, we will forever be singing his praises. I want to forever be singing his praises. I want to be one of the redeemed. So before we go today, Let's just dwell in his presence. Let's just dwell in his tabernacle. My God, my God, my God. Oh Lord, we raise our hands to you today, Jesus. It doesn't matter where we are. We lift our hands to you today, Jesus. Lord, I want to dwell in your presence, my God. I want to dwell in your presence, Jesus. I don't want to leave the same. I don't want to leave like the way that I came, Jesus. Lord, you have made us to lie and down in green pastures and you lead us beside the still water. My God, my God, my God. Jesus, I just want to dwell in your presence. I just want to dwell in your tabernacle in the Holy of Holies, Jesus. I never want to leave your presence, Jesus. You restore my soul, my God. You see, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, my God, my God, my God. <laughs>